0: Thank you. I'm oh, very good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Very good. So nice to meet you again, man. Yeah. So you had, you had to do your hair before?
1: <laughs> before <Robert? laughs> no, my hair was done. I just uh, had an old crappy t-shirt on and um, you know, just got done eating
0: lunch. So very good. Very good. Um, yeah. So I so I already clicked on the record button. Um, okay. What I what I would like to do is actually just record a podcast uh, like we discussed about artificial intelligence and in dentistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you want, we can just dive right into it. If it's okay with you. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, so, for the people who don't know Dr. Carl Stanley, which is pretty hard to uh, <laughs> if you don't know uh if you don't know you um i took a like a big list of things of your website like mm-hmm. your name the next generation of cosmetic dentistry by the AHCD in 2015 you're one of the top 10 young educators by the seattle study club and there's a lot of things stated on your website which is pretty impressive but i have to tell you and i already told you this but the um, the moment i got introduced to you was because a colleague of me sent it over a youtube video of you like totally smashing out the bass guitar <laughs> <laughs> on youtube and that that's was the right. moment i thought okay i'm, I'm not sure how uh, uh how we are going to meet but someday we will meet with uh, with kyle that's right um, yeah because...
1: kindred spirits and for the love of rock and roll right
0: and that's it, and so like I'm pretty much jealous because your practice is just near normal Ray guitars, which is some kind of sacred place for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's so good to to talk to you again. And thank you. Um, like the topic that we that I wanted to discuss with you. So this this is what I normally do. Um, let me just put the alarm clock on thirty minutes. Hmm because uh, as a uh, kind spirits I guess we can talk for uh, the, the coming four hours, which you're probably right yeah <laughs> but then my girlfriend will be knocking on the door that uh, yep. I have to go to bed um, so let, let's let's take a 30 minute uh, leap and just uh, see what happens and because the topic that I want to discuss with you is is all about artificial intelligence and in dentistry. so I I do have some experience with, digital dentistry and a little bit with artificial intelligence, uh, in dentistry, but just to, to, um, lay out for the people who are not really familiar with what you are doing with artificial intelligence. Uh, can you tell me something about Pearl?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm one of the co-founders of a company called Pearl. We were spun out of a previous company called gum, 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 um, was an artificial, is an artificial intelligence company now valued over a billion dollars that focuses on advertising and sports sponsorship. So they were going through looking at every image on the internet, analyzing what's happening in real time and then selling ad space. And we incubated this idea of using the knowledge that they have with artificial intelligence, specifically something called computer vision that allows a computer to see and utilizing that in dentistry. So we spun that company out a few years ago. We raised a separate round of financing and we've we've been Pearl for the last few years since 2019. And we've been focusing on solving difficult imaging problems in dentistry. So looking at radiographs, looking at intraoral scans, looking at CT scans, panoramic radiographs and Analyzing what's happening in those radiographs, which of course dentists can do, right? But the problem is with dentists is that we're not very consistent and we're relatively slow in comparison to a computer. You know, a computer can look at thousands of images in a second sometimes. And, uh, you know, we can look at maybe one a second. So what we found was that, you know, and there's been studies done on this in the past. For years since since the 90s um, that if one patient goes to to my office to your office to my dad's to my brothers to your best friends to my best friends, they're going to get different diagnoses and they're going to get different treatment plans and that's difficult for consumers because you know they they don't understand all the the difficulties of dentistry and how philosophies are different, how training is different, but we wanted to try to standardize at least the diagnosis process. And um, of course, by, by analyzing data quickly and accurately, you can get really, really fantastic insights such that, you can look at every image in your practice and see what your patient populations are like. You know, we have some clients that they want to see if they have enough patients to bring in someone who places implants or to bring in someone who does third molar extractions or, you know, does uh, um, bony surgery or something like this. And before you would just kind of go to the front office manager and say, you know, hey Sean or hey Sally, what's do you think we have enough patients? And they would say, Yeah, I think so. And so it's just getting to that point of having data-driven answers in dentistry, which we oftentimes don't have.
0: Okay. But how does how does the the um like artificial intelligence mainly based on algorithms, right? Yeah. So how does it how does it learn? How does your yeah. algorithm learn? Yeah, good question.
1: It is trained by humans. So it's a painstaking, expensive process where, you know, let's say caries, for example, we have to get hundreds of thousands of images, sometimes millions of images. And then we have to pay dentists to go and, you know, draw where the caries is. And So you start finding caries, but then sometimes you can get false positives or false negatives. So just like how dentists, we may think we see caries at the cervical burnout area, like at the, you know, where the the CEJ is. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how the AI can start finding that as well and start kind of acting like a human. So you have false positives and false negatives, just like you do with humans. And you have to work through those by adding in rule sets or doing something called post-processing, but it's all based on humans. It all starts with humans. I think when I first got into AI, I had this idea of, you know, you just put in a bunch of images to some magic computer and it finds all the trends. And that's really not the case. Yeah, that's called unsupervised learning, which is a type of AI that really isn't being used for computer vision, which is what we're doing. So it's called supervised learning, which means dentists are going through and marking. This is where bone loss is. This is what calculus looks like. This is what a wisdom tooth is. This is you know what an impacted canine is. And so we can start learning over time. Then the computer starts to learn these trends and just like a, a child, we have to correct it when it doesn't do something right and reward it when it does do something right.
0: So, and, and, and regarding numbers, how much images are, um, are seen by dentists and marked by dentists at this moment? Ours is in the
1: tens of millions. So it's, it's up there,
0: yeah. Is it also like like learning? So, because I can imagine that there are several practices that incorporated the software. And mm-hmm. um, is it that when somebody sees like an image which is automatically diagnosed, right? Because the, the image says, yeah. okay, just check out this because we have carriers mm-hmm. over here. We have like a, a, a root canal problems over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if something is, is like misdiagnosed by the algorithm and the dentist yeah. says, okay, this is misdiagnostics. Um, is that something that the the main algorithm takes away from this practice or? Yeah, so the dentist can interact with
1: that and say, I don't agree with that. And then we can over time take that to help everything get better. So, you know, we have, we don't just if a dentist doesn't agree with it, we don't say that it is truth. We still have to have it checked by multiple layers, multiple people. And then we may incorporate that into the training set because yeah, AI is, you know, pretty amazing. It can do a lot of things that, um, us humans can't do, but it doesn't mean it's perfect. You know, it does make sometimes silly mistakes
0: and um, so let's take let's take this like like let's take a, a ten year leap, right? Yeah. Because at this moment we see digital dentistry and artificial intelligence coming more and more within the dental practices, right? We have like orthodontic treatments that are automatically generated. Yeah. With DSDs, um, for instance, like Smile Cloud or the DSD habits, is all automatically um, yeah. put together. Yeah, And uh, one of the things that you hear a lot in the field by people who say, okay, the, like the computer starts thinking, right? Yeah. Um, shouldn't we be afraid that the computer starts thinking too much? Which means that the human, in our case, the dentist starts thinking more or less.
1: Well, I think that specifically in dentistry, us dentists are thinking too much which causes problems, right? Because we are, you know, we're doing an exam on a patient and then we're prepping a tooth and then we're, you know, talking to our husband or wife and then we're, um, you know, doing ordering and we're managing our staff and we're paying our, our payroll and we're, you know, writing our notes. And that's difficult to be so fragmented and i think what ai is going to do is allow us to stay in one lane and focus because it's difficult to do all that and uh, you know our ceo always says dentists are part-time radiologists and it's so true there's not a lot of other specialties of medicine that look at radiographs you know they have a radiologist specifically that looks at radiographs interprets them and they just read the output. But we are doing the work, running the business, seeing the radiology, and trying to be a normal human at the same time. So I do agree that it will cause us to think less in certain areas. But what I really like about it, and you know you know my stance with, with mental health and trying to help our profession is, I think we can also limit our liability and increase our mental health as a profession. Because we have the unfortunate problem of litigation in many countries, especially in the United States, that if I am that busy dentist and I miss something, then I can be sued for that. You know, even if it wasn't my intention, I didn't do anything, I wasn't trying to do anything wrong, I can still be sued for that and so I think what I really love about AI is that it can limit our liability, and um, you know allow us to be a little happier too.
0: Yeah, and of course, this is more of kind of an objective measurement, right? Because you can, yeah. it helps you to to see more things more often. Uh, because, like every other dentist, uh, we all have that one day that will be we will be a little bit more woke than the other day, right? Of if yeah. you're coming out of one particular particular long treatment. So for instance, I, I did a treatment of six hours today. Proof. And, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that after the, the this treatment, I will not be this sharp than I used to be when I have like a really easy day. Yeah, so I, I and that's agree. the difference with
1: AI and yeah. humans. You know, we're inconsistent. Like if we have our coffee, we may find that carries if we don't have our coffee we may not find that carries but if you ask the ai any time of the day today or tomorrow next week it's going to say the same thing
0: but aren't you afraid that it will that we will be too much dependent of becoming dependent on on artificial intelligence in industry in the long run
1: I think that we will be dependent on it, yes. I'm not worried about that because it's similar to me with guided surgery. You know, I don't do implants without guided surgery. Now, I just had a case a few months ago where I was doing the guide, the guide broke. I had to do it freehand, right? I mean, it'll still happen, but it, anything that allows us to be more precise, more accurate, make more money, have less stress i'm i'm totally in for
0: but those you know, because it's like
1: can we do old style dentistry of course we all know how to use stone we all can you know prep a traditional crown and not do like a biomimetic restoration not do a smile design we could do it, it just takes longer and is more difficult and we have more struggles and the patients don't have a great experience so anything that we can do to streamline that process i'm definitely for
0: don't you think that perhaps we are in some kind of a turning point that we are getting more of digital dentistry like it's it's way easier to do also difficult dentistry than it was like perhaps 20 years ago right so digital dentistry for me helped me a lot to to do more difficult procedures to combine different technologies and different Dental topics like we have cases where we do the prosto, the, the endo, the ortho, and everything is securely planned, mm-hmm. um, and all with like the outcome determined before we even start drilling, right? Right. And this yeah. is something that was kind of difficult like 20 years ago, but it also and this is something that we hear a lot of uh, out of the field of the dental technician. Who mm-hmm. all say so? We have all this like this new digital. Uh, dental technicians who don't even know how to make a stone cast anymore Mm -hmm. right and and in our clinic we we have several uh, educational programs and we try to to teach them how to do it all old school because in this way you can also see the um, like the benefits of the the digital age right you can you can see why digital is so important and so much easier but you can also rely on the the old school and like you mentioned, the the digital surgery. Um, I, I guess a lot of times it's at least like gold in the hands of the master, right? Because you know how to do it old school. But it mm-hmm. sometimes can be kind of dangerous in the hands of the beginner. Um, how do you do you see that in artificial intelligence? Regarding I think like-
1: that artificial intelligence will be a commodity because mm-hmm. it I mean it'll be like having a handpiece in dentistry we just won't know what it's like to not use it you know i think with students already learning you know we have an educational program that's in some universities that's teaching students how to read radiographs they're going to always have that at their side to where um, that that's just normal for them you know it's similar to like the automatic transmission on a car You know, most people, I mean, even a lot of people my age in their late 30s in the United States don't know how to drive a manual car. I was lucky that I learned on one and, you know, love old cars, but it's similar to that. You know, do you need to know how to drive a manual anymore? No. Some people do it because they like to and they enjoy it or they think it's fun, but I think it's just going to be part of the process. You know, it's going to be silly in—I mean, I think almost three years to look at a radiograph without having interpretation of AI.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree, and um, I also think like in the the things that you already mentioned, like mental well-being in dentistry is something that's coming up way more, um, and we have like the the honor of. Um, within karma we are also offering like a mindfulness course with money which is kind of mind blown because it sets you back to all the things that are important in dentistry Mm -hmm. and like you are one of the the bigger advocates regarding mental health and dentistry yeah how did that become what 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 did what is set you to that direction
1: i wanted to quit dentistry is what happened i was From the outside looking in, everybody thought I had it all, you know, I was traveling around the world speaking at all the biggest symposiums in the world, I had a celebrity practice in Beverly Hills, I was making good money, and I wanted to quit because I was so stressed out, I had just just way too much stress and anxiety. And I was able to, like, look at research and find ways of getting out of it and focusing on like, my diet, my exercise, my relationships, meditation, sleeping, um, learning different ways to manage everything, and talking to people that I was able to come out of it. And then selfishly, I wanted to start talking about it to make myself feel better. So when I had the podium at a symposium, I would talk like for six hours about implants. And then I would spent like 20 or 30 minutes just on mental health and after the symposium everyone came up and talked to me about mental health no one gave a shit about what i said about implants and i realized like wow this is really something that people need to hear and no one's talking about this so i started doing more and more and more and just became like one of my really big passions you know um i had focused so much with my teaching on teaching dentists how to be better clinically, and what I realized when I was kind of in my low point was that no matter how good I was clinically, I mean, like, Pascal Magna was my mentor, I had Sasha Jovanovic as my mentor, like, Christian Coachman, I learned from some of the best people in dentistry, and I felt like clinically I was pretty good, but I couldn't perform when I was at a low point with my mental health. So I created, um, a CE course and a, um, support group called light side. And now we've, um, taken hundreds of doctors through the course and through our club. And it's just been really, really a passion project for me to be able to help these other doctors that have been going through what I went through as well.
0: And that's so cool to hear because I think you're bringing up a really important point. What, what do you think? Why do you think that a dentist, uh, why it's so hard for dentists to be vulnerable?
1: Well, I think that's not just dentists. I think that's everyone in the modern world. You know, everybody thinks, and I thought this too, I was one of these people that if you have anxiety or depression, or if you're suffering from something mentally, I thought that you're weak. I would look at people before I went through my problem and said, oh, they're weak. They just can't handle it. They can't handle it like I can handle it. I just hadn't gone through my low point yet. And once you realize that, you know, everybody goes through something in their life where they have a difficult time, whether it's a divorce or a death or a failed business or profession or, you know, whatever it is, um, that's just being human. And once I took myself away from Kyle, the dentist to Kyle, the human, I started to understand it a little more. And that was when I wanted to create something that could help people that were in my profession that are going through the same thing.
0: And if you, if you, because this obviously was like a few years ago, but if you like compare it to how you are living today, your everyday schedule, because you are still like, you're, you're a busy, pretty busy guy, right? Yeah. You're doing a lot of stuff. So how, how do yeah. you compare to both of them? How do you find balance in those two more than did you do, that you did before? The
1: real difference, I think, for me was separating my profession from my purpose in life. Because I used to have those aligned. The alignment was my identity is being Kyle the dentist. And what I realized was, that's not my identity, that's just my profession. And the problem with having your identity, and your purpose in life, being the same as you being a dentist, is that all dentists fail. I mean, we have a crown that comes off, or we have an implant that fails, or we have aesthetics that fail, or the bite isn't great. And if you align yourself with that profession, and then you fail, your whole self worth just goes down the toilet. And that was what happened with me. You know, I had some cases that failed, I had some patients that weren't happy, I had some staff members that were causing problems. And so I thought, well, i failed as a person. And really, that was just my profession. You know, I was still a good husband, I was still a good father, I was still a good brother or neighbor. And once I separated myself from that, my balance came back. I mean, I'm not, I'm never fully balanced, I think, but I'm much better than I was.
0: And so can you give like a, a really uh, specific example of, so you, you go to the practice, right? You're treating patients. Day is closed. You go home. Like, is, do you have like a very uh, tight um, boundary? So when you, when you leave the office, then it's close work. I try
1: to be more present. Like I used to be if I was at work, I would still try to be like a father and a husband. and if I was at home, I would still try to be a dentist. And for me, I had to I had to separate that and try to be a little more present where I was. But um, i my regiment is pretty involved in the sense that and in, in the course we go over this. I have a specific diet, specific exercise. I focus on my relationships. I do meditation and breathing, and I focus on my sleep. Um, once I separated my purpose from my profession, and then went through those things, we call them DERMS in the course, D-E-R-M-S, um, I balanced out a little bit. But I re- it was really that big change is saying, Like when I die, I don't care if people talk about me being a dentist. I want them to say like, Kyle was a great guy. He helped my kid when he fell down. Or like, you know, I want my son to say, my dad got on the ground and played cars with me. Like when I think of the great people in my life, I don't think about their profession. I think about what they did as a human. And that was a big change for me because before that I wanted my tombstone to say like best dentist in the world, <laughs> you know, did the most perfect preps, did the perfect implants, guided you know, that was all I cared about. And so my, um, the important things in my life really changed.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because like the thing that's for me, um, I was working five and a half days in a row, in a week, mm-hmm. in three different clinics. Uh, I had a very steep learning curve. However, when my girlfriend became pregnant from my first son, that was the moment I started thinking also, so how do my kids want to see me when, when they are like 18 years old? I, I, am I, did I am dead the dentist who will be coming home uh, after we are all in bed? Yeah. Or is he at home at five o'clock? Uh, doing his doing his thing doing his daddy duties um yeah. and just be there on the ground playing with lego that's right a lot of yeah. other kids stuff right and i guess yeah. it's the i had perhaps the luxury of thinking that the thing but we we see we see it a lot of uh i see a lot of dentists in in our environment i guess that don't do that right they they're kind of stuck in this this routine of doing dentistry the perfect way and eventually perfection uh, will never be achieved yeah how can we break the cycle right besides the giving the courses what can we do uh, in our dental profession uh, to break this cycle
1: yeah well i call that being a dental robot and that's what i was I was at the office I was a dental robot I came home I was reading articles I was doing my lectures I was you know watching dental videos on YouTube looking at dental things on Instagram I was consumed with dentistry because I love dentistry I really love our profession but I had to I had to make that separation um I think that sometimes it takes A major life event to realize what's important um you know children being born death in the family you know some something to realize like who cares if i prep a tooth one percent better but i'm not present when i get home for my kids or for my wife or for you know my family it's just a it's just a priority thing I think you have to realize you have to realize that there's a problem. You then have to go through and identify the different risk factors in our life. You have to find your purpose. You have to learn different ways to get around that. And then you can really, you know, elevate above that. And that's a that's a thing that I we call ripple. And that's that's exactly how I did it. I mean that's how I went through it was i I realized I had a problem. I identified different risk factors, I found my purpose, I learned different ways, research backed ways you know I'm still a research nerd dentist like most of us and then I was able to to elevate above it and really find my balance
0: so when you look big now it's like like how you are living your life now and 10 years ago. What where, where will be Kyle will Kyle be like in the next 10 years? Wow, that's
1: that's a fantastic question. I mean, I would hope that I'm even more balanced. I would hope that you know AI has help to relieve a lot of stress make dentists more profitable make our profession more respected bring back trust to our profession which I think is something that is missing unfortunately there's a lot of mistrust with dentists and you know almost every dentist I know is a great man or woman that is doing the best they can and really trying to help patients unfortunately we have some bad eggs in our profession, just like there is in every profession. But those are the ones that get the press. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible that so many, so many consumers don't trust their dentists. So I hope that AI can help to alleviate that a little bit. Because I think as dentists, we go through a lot, we don't get a lot of credit. And um, I would like for you know, us to be more respected, to be thought of as a medical specialty, to um, be trusted and um, allow dentists, give dentists a little bit of time back, whether it's automized, um, you know, making automatic notes or automatic phone calls or automatic chart audits or photographs or whatever AI can do to come in and make things more streamlined. And um, I think that'll help our, our our practice. One of the things that I really see with AI, and this is kind of going off of your question because you asked more about me, but with AI is having um, treatment plans that are more specialized per the patient. So things that we don't look at now, like, what's the temperature of the patient? What is their musculature like? What are their genetics like? Like taking in all of these data points, we may come to them and say, okay, you know, you get this type of crown and you get this type of crown because of your genetics. And now that we've had millions of patients that have had this type of crown for this long and we know the success rate, we think this is the best way, so it'll help us with treatment planning. We can be more um, prescriptive and more specific with our treatment plans.
0: And I guess more, more holistic, right? So I, that's right. The the thing that I I think AI will will um, break boundaries eventually is because we the, the, you described it perfectly, right? So dentists don't get. As much credits as they probably should earn and i think the key point in that is, is diagnostics are right? doing right diagnostics and doing holistic diagnostics one of the programs that we are currently setting up is called karma integrated and it's all about basic medicine for dentists right to understand the human body to understand mm-hmm. what genetics do what lifestyle does right and, and what happens right. in the mouth and nine times out of ten the thing that we see in the mouth isn't even happening in the mouth, like a symptomatic treatment and not so much like treating the cause. And I guess, um, artificial intelligence can definitely help by doing right. The diagnostics will eventually will be, uh, will cause, um, in, yeah, like really. And you bring up a good point there. with
1: that. You bring up a good point with that, that goes actually back to mental health is, yeah. you know, so many of us dentists are, having stress and anxiety about failures that we have and some of them we don't have control over you know if it's based on genetics maybe the implant failed because of the genetics and we just don't have that data point that we add into our diagnostics or if it's based on the patient's diet or where they live or the um, humidity of the air that they live in I mean there's so many things that we don't even think about you know they're the bacterial um flora that they have in their in their mouth right i mean we don't test every patient and say what bacteria do you have what bacteria do you have we should do this specific so i think that goes back to the mental health and making our profession better is that the more precise we can be and the more um holistic we can be i like that word with our treatment planning that the better success rates we're going to have. That means we're going to have less stress. We're going to have less problems. We're going to make more money. Patients aren't going to be mad at us.
0: Yeah, and you know, th- that's the f- the cool thing, I guess, about AI. And um, I guess AI also has some kind of a bad atmosphere about it by because people stop thinking and the computer starts thinking. So we need mm, right. a little bit of control, right? It's all about Terminator, uh, Skynet kind of stuff, Yeah. Um, but what, what I am seeing and what we are seeing is um, we are just at, at the, the edge of artificial intelligence, and because we see that, for instance, like you, you, bring a, you brought it up, uh, it's like bacteria, which you can actually see in the mouth with QLF light, right, with the fluorescence light. If you can combine those with artificial intelligence, we see it with CBCT, which are automatically generated. So you have all these individualized STL files that you can combine with intraoral scanning, and you are actually making a 3D head of a patient that you can perfectly plan all your treatments in, even yeah. orthodontics. Right? So that the thing that's going wrong at this moment, I guess, with uh, intraoral scanning and orthodontics, that nobody actually sees the root other than yeah. to the image of an opg uh, but you can actually with a 3d cbct you make all these little roots and you can actually plan the orthodontics within the roots right that's that's amazing stuff and this is not like future this is happening at this no. moment mm-hmm. and uh, what i really like about um, the way you're encountering it with, with pearls that you are one of the pioneers doing it and uh i guess uh from all dentistry we really have to thank you uh, for this and i hope you will uh, continue doing what you are doing and just like i said we we already get way past 30 minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just wanted to ask you one question because like seeing pal in 10 years will there ever be a day that you will pick up like basic guitars again <laughs> like own and just go touring with a band?
1: I sure hope so. You know, I love music so much. Uh, The only music that I really make now is kind of children's music or fun music. Some of my friends that are musicians, um, we get together once in a while every few years and and make children's music for our kids. But um, yeah, I would love to.
0: Can we actually buy this music? Is it like like (laughs) children's heavy metal? or? um it's children's rock and
1: roll basically yeah that's cool um yeah so it's uh it's fun stuff I hope so you know I love music I love creating I think when my brain is in the creating mode it's when it's most alive I'm left-handed so I'm right brained um you know the artistic aspect comes out so that's when I'm most uh, my brain feels most alive when I'm creating so yeah I sure hope so Cool we got to start a dental band.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Somewhere, so we we make some music somewhere between gummy bears and motorheads, and we'll be fine. Absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> cool man, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to talk to me. Um, um, again, I think you're you're a wonderful human being. I want to uh, to thank you for everything that you're doing at this moment. And um, um, yeah, I wish you all the all the best, man. Um, Thanks so much. Just keep us up to date with everything that you're doing and uh, we hope to see you soon
1: yeah i hope to get out to europe and meet you in person
0: absolutely you're more than welcome all right okay thanks man see
1: you later